This is a GRDC podcast. Hello, I'm Sally Maguire. It's harvest time across most of Australia, and for many growers this year, they will have the added challenge of harvesting in waterlogged conditions. Adverse weather creates greater risk around this busy time, but having procedures and processes in place can benefit growers, their employees, and ultimately their businesses. To find out more, I caught up with Denise McClellan, who is a grower and an advocate for management of people and safety on farm. We began by talking about this year's harvest. A regular harvest already has uh, many more risks than the rest of the growing season, but this harvest, the risks are, are much greater. And I spoke to a farmer yesterday who said to me that Every day he's making so many more decisions and then it all changes the next day. And obviously we've had an exceptionally wet spring and the big one is getting bogged in paddocks. So whether it's headers or chaser bins or utes, that's a really obvious one. But I was talking to a team the other day about how when you're harvesting in paddocks, you won't have straight runs. It won't be just up and down, easy harvesting. There'll be stopping and starting. There'll be bits that won't be quite ready that you'll have to come back to. So that's frustrating and timely and logistical. There's also, with all of this rain and flooding, the road networks have really suffered. So there's going to be lots of issues with taking grain off farm and getting products on farm such as fuel. Where do you deliver to based on road closures or poor road conditions? Another factor is the weather. It still hasn't really got into really hot harvesting weather yet. So harvest is starting later in the morning and finishing earlier in the evening. And it basically creates that mental pressure of, oh, when the weather does heat up, we're really going to have to go and work hard. And then probably the last risk factor is our workforce. We've been quite short of staff for the last couple of years and it has improved in the last few months but we've got a a mixed and varied workforce so some people might be experienced in grain harvest and others might not and so there's a whole lot of challenges around managing your team to ensure you have a smooth and safe harvest. So I know that you advocate for a pre-harvest meeting between growers, workers, staff. What should that cover And even if harvest is already underway, what sort of steps can growers take? Yeah, I love a pre-harvest meeting because it sets the scene and it puts everyone on the same page and they know exactly what's happening and what's expected of them. And the two aims of having a pre-harvest meeting is one, so you have a smooth harvest and two, it's about looking after your people. So You talk about things like a whole lot of safety stuff, such as what to do in an emergency, whether it's medical or fire or other. People don't always know what to do, who to call, what are the name of the roads in your area, what to do in an emergency. You talk about location of first aid kits, what PPE to use and when. Does your farm have a rule about, for example, we wear earmuffs when we're working with augers. Other safety things are being sun smart, having enough water. If you're on medication, make sure you speak to your boss because we're dealing with big machinery and we want to minimise those risks. And one of the key safety components is talking about fatigue because fatigue is very real over harvest. Like it's big days and long nights and harvest does go for many weeks. So talking about your expectations around what to do when you're feeling tired and letting your people know that when you're tired, we want you to be comfortable in speaking up and stopping and not thinking you have to push through. Other stuff that you talk about is how you communicate. Like, does your farm have a messenger group or a WhatsApp group? And what information do you record in terms of when you're delivering grain? You talk about 
What are the rules around phone use? Do you have a rule about no phones while you're loading trucks or when is it okay to use your phone and not based on, you know, safety risks? And then you talk about all the practical stuff. So who's driving what, who's doing what, how you look after your equipment at the start of the day, at the end of the day, and other just sort of basic considerations such as bringing your spare set of clothes, what food to bring, what's the deal with meals in the evening. Yeah, so a whole range of things that People don't know how your business operates and they may have worked for a grain harvest before, but every business is quite different. So it's just laying it all out on the line so people know how harvest looks working with you. So your business includes consulting to growers year round about safety and people management on farm. Talk me through why you think there's a bit of a gap in the market in this area. I think the industry as a whole, we've um, been really great at focusing on everything production related. How do we grow better crops, better quality, better yield? And we've also focused for years on the business side. And I think the people component's probably been the last on the list. And as an employer, managing people and safety, it's tricky. It's not easy. And it's hard to know where to start and there is a lot of content out there. There's lots of free stuff from industry, but it's so hard knowing exactly where to start and so people kind of don't start. But you can actually just start small, such as having an emergency management plan for your business, which is really only a one-page sheet on what to do and everyone who comes onto your farm, whether an employee or a visitor or a supplier or a neighbour, they just basically know the quick three-step protocol for what to do in an emergency on your farm. What sort of tools and resources are out there, you just spoke about some of them, for growers that growers can access if they're in a position of wanting to put something into place but not knowing where to start? There's heaps of free stuff out there. So there's a website called People in Ag and it has a whole lot of templates and resources that you can use for when you actually first employ people. So a lot of policies for your farm business and employment contracts and some of the basics like that. Your state farmer organisations are a really important um, go-to resource. They are probably two really good starting points. And then at a practical level, I talk to farmers about things that make day-to-day life on your business easier, such as using a WhatsApp group for your team. It means that everyone knows the same thing at the same time when you send out a message the night before saying, meet me in the paddock at 7.30. A WhatsApp group is a really easy communication tool so everyone knows what's happening and when. So I guess what is best practice or what is your advice to growers when it comes to people and safety, whether it's pre-harvest or indeed year-round? I would say the number one thing is communication. Get it right from the start and walk the talk. So getting it right from the start is employing people properly. We've moved away from the old handshake agreement. You do need to have a contract in place and you do need to go through some basic safety parameters and procedures for how you like your business to run and how it runs safely. So you do need to do a proper induction and employment process. And It's having regular meetings with your team and it doesn't have to be a formal meeting. It could be meeting in the workshop on a Monday morning and you've got your whiteboard and you talk about what's going on and you do say, are there any safety concerns? A lot of farm businesses, when they do introduce that, are there any safety things, the initial few meetings, no one will say anything, but then someone will say, well, the hitch is broken on the trailer and we'll be like, well, that's a safety concern because we don't want 
an incident happening there. And the more often you bring it up, just those regular chit chats, is there anything that's broken? Is there anything that you're not quite happy with? It starts introducing that culture that safety isn't a big deal. It's just something that we do every day. And people actually really do value workplaces that care about them. And regular meetings, like walking the talk. So you cannot go into safety, think I'm going to tick a box and protect my business. You actually have to walk the talk and show your people you care. So it's doing it right at the start. And then day to day, just that general safety culture of can we do things a little bit smarter here or a little bit safer just because we did that 20 years ago we've moved on for those times how can we do it better do we need to rush and compromise safety and probably something that I always encourage farm businesses to think about is are your people are your workers comfortable asking you questions so when you tell them to undertake a task are they actually comfortable to come back to you and say I'm sorry I didn't understand can you please explain that again can you explain it another way because a lot of the times incidents happen because people aren't sure of what was asked of them and they're too scared to ask and then the other question I always say are your people comfortable telling you something is wrong or something is not right and it needs fixing or it needs changing and you want your people to be comfortable talking to you about those things and we always talk about in the businesses I work with that say to your people it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when something will go wrong that you're in charge of and it could cost a little bit of money it could cost a lot but we're the kind of business that we want you to tell us straight away and we can fix it and move from there because you don't want something being broken or wrecked and still in service with a potential incident to happen down the track. So it's having that culture, talking to your people regularly and, yeah, walking the talk. So ultimately this benefits everyone, employers as well as employees, and I'm not sure if you have sort of a practical example of how everyone reaps the benefits when these things are in place. I use the example of harvest is fun and it's just a great time of the year, even when it's not the best harvest of ever. People like to be involved in harvest and lots of times like families and friends or neighbours or kids will come out to the paddock because they want to see what's going on and they want to have a ride on the header and it's great. It's such a great experience and an example that we always talk about is that People don't necessarily know how to be around headers and so they don't know that you don't park behind headers and you need to tell people where to park and then you need to talk to people about how to approach a header. So you're in your vehicle or you're walking like at a distance from the header, you'll wave at the header driver or they'll make eye contact with you, they'll acknowledge you. You don't actually approach the header until they've lowered the reel, disengaged the front and the header's actually stopped. So It sounds obvious, but it's not. I am really passionate about showing the rest of Australia and the world, because we do employ a lot of backpackers, that our Aussie grain farmers are really good employees and we treat our people well. And we want people to want to work with us. It's challenging, but it's also fun. And we want people to feel valued and know that they'll have a great and safe experience. So my key message is, Don't be afraid to start having the conversations, just the basic conversations about what to do in an emergency and be open to people asking you lots of questions if they're not sure because we really do want to show people that we value them and that we operate as an efficient, dynamic, progressive and safe industry. That was Denise McClellan talking about people and safety on farm. And now I'm joined by grower Jason Mellings, who has worked closely with Denise to implement these kinds of procedures 
in his own business. So all the paperwork, all the documents, etc. Denise basically does that for us and in that it's just basically a little bit of a few inductions are written into that and code of contact and all the protocols regarding WorkSafe. So I used last year for an example, we just got around the kitchen table over a barbecue basically and went through all the documents. Denise ran the meeting, chaired it and everyone signed it up and dated it, including myself and job done basically. And what's your approach to things like pre-harvest safety meetings? Look, I do see value on that because I think the main thing is when, especially if you get new guys that haven't been here before, which we always have a couple of new ones every year, it just sets a culture, it sets a scene. So the guys that come in here, male or female, whoever that may be, and I don't know their backgrounds half the time and I don't know what their expectations or ideas are. So by doing this OH&S meeting with Denise and get the paperwork laid out we can actually explain a bit of the procedures and what we do and why we do it so before they jump in a the machine they know what we expect and they know to take it seriously and it's not a muck around operation and we do expect good outcomes and we do expect safety and i can just drive that culture into them right there around the table and say well look you know if you're tired you can knock off we do keep our cabs clean etc etc and look i'll just use an example we had one guy here you know, he's just vaping the cabs. He's leave rubbish everywhere and he was hard on gear. So I can bring these examples up and just knock that culture on the head before it even starts. And therefore, if I see it during the operation, I can just bring that up and say, hey, we had this conversation. You signed up to say you wouldn't do that. So pull your head in, basically. So, Jason, how does your business and the people that work for you benefit from having these procedures in place? One of the main benefits of having someone like Denise to consult with and I'll just start by saying, too, it doesn't matter who does this, you can do it yourself or any outside person can come and do it. But I've known Denise for a long time, we work well together, so that's been a big benefit. But one thing I will say is having someone like Denise come in and chair this meeting, I guess you'd call it, is she can be the big bad wolf. So I can have a list of things that I dislike, like, for example, cabs full of rubbish, guys that are too lazy to wash the windscreen in the morning, they throw rubbish around the yard, they swear at each other, whatever that may be, Denise can bring that to the table. And it's not like the boss, which is me, I'm trying to get on well with everyone. She can actually bring that to the table and therefore ratify all that stuff and people know where they stand with this. And we also have it written down on some of the protocols, so they sign off on it. So that's one advantage. And the other thing is, it's another layer of admin. I mean, I cannot get the admin done here as it is between filling out NGR stuff and tax stuff, etc. It's a paying bills. I can't get it done. So to have someone to come in and do that layer of admin, do the whole lot in one hit and just send me an email when it's all finished with all information and documents signed up and scanned and pasted in there, it's great. So that's probably the benefit of having someone like Denise. That was Victorian grower Jason Mellings talking about people and safety in his business. And before that, I spoke with Denise McClellan about having on-farm practices that support people and safety. Denise also mentioned the website peopleinag.com.au, which is a great resource for growers and is also supported by GRDC. This has been a GRDC podcast. I'm Sally McGuire. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.